he's done that you like the crowbarring to your karaoke performance. Was he? Of an evening. I'm not sure, but I know you've gone. Say it. You've told me. Oh, it's something to do with the dog. And, uh, not my style. Okay. So, the kids out of school yet, we don't want any trouble. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about music. I know, uh, we've got a lot of music fans listen to this show. They are furious. I'm talking about the Kenny G Lobby. This time yesterday, we played a little spook called Diagnosis and Clarinet. We knew what would happen. What happened? We knew they'd be on the phone straight away saying, Kenny G plays the soprano saxophone, not the clarinet. It was a sting. It was a sting to find out if there were any Kenny G fans out there. It was deliberate. We were just provoking them. Now that we know who you are, the sun will be around shortly. Diagnosis saxophone, that's not very funny. No, it's not to mine. Diagnosis clarinet. I like the way it's going. Make it sound better? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Go with that. A lot of people ask me what happens off air uh, in this show, like, do we write the things that we're about to say? There we go. How do we prepare? I can honestly say these things that most of the time it's Tony saying, all right, this thing, someone will say some stuff, uh, then I've got a clip, then we'll probably play a song. All right, no worries, Tony. But before this break, Tony said, can I have busy stuff if I mention the folks in the salt industry? <laughs> I might mention them. Thanks, Rich. I'm glad I'm very Glad you didn't mention that. I'm trying to think why. Yeah. I can't possibly be yeah. so many bits of paper. Well, I would need that. Uh, the Phil Spector tape, a lot of people are saying what is going on is the reverted at this stage. Don Bury, 7-5. They won't say which way. Right. Uh, seven think it's his real hair. Five think it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> the judge uh, was reading out the initial uh, verdict. Have a listen to what he said. <laughs> So never finished. We can't read a unanimous dot. We can't reach a unanimous dot, dot, dot. Speak to God for them, obviously. Oh, you think so? Must be 12 people with a cannon in the mouth. Committing suicide. Made your mind up, haven't you? This verdict doesn't seem complete. What's happened there? What's that man doing in the shoggy week? Making for the doors. No, I can't. No, we're not supposed to comment, really. It's probably illegal to even suggest that. But you know what? If he is innocent, it's just a, you know, it's a remarkable comment. Which, what, so what's he, what's he saying? Well, you invite a woman home for the night and um, three in the morning, she just tries to top herself in the foyer. What is that like? I've never had that happen. I've had bad dates. Never that bad. And I wear some pretty outrageous wigs when I go out as well. So really with the 14th stuff. So it's right. So we're going to be going up that staircase to your bedroom, Phil Spector, and you're going to be wearing that week. Just show that gun over, please. Let's sort this out now. Is that what he's suggesting is happening? Yes. Yes. See the lawyers putting on their own dodgy wigs. Uh, let's um, find out why I wanted that dizzy stomach. <laughs> In the meantime, let's have some more music here at Triple E. <laughs> that if you see the words reading, writing and arithmetic written on a whiteboard these days, they'll all begin with the letter R, and that's the teacher's spelling. Getting into some gear. I didn't get it, I'm sorry. Reading, writing, arithmetic, they all spelled with the letter R. Oh, okay. Which they're not. Okay. 
You want to explain that to Brian Schumer? You should before it's on. And that's just the teacher's spelling. Uh, over at Richard, you said something on the show yesterday. You were talking about uh, making the poster for this film, This in England, which I have to say I'm getting a good word on. It's a great corker. Here's the corker. Turning it into This Is Martha, you were going to do that for the website. Well, look, one of our listeners has already done it for you. There you go. Benny or Buck. <laughs> I think that's actually his real name. Oh, okay. Sorry, Benny. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> the Adelaide Beatmaster's triumphant reverse cinema is truly inspiring the time. This is Mama Flam, beautifully done. Trickland.com.au, go and have a look. That'll be straight up on the witch uh, with his head on a skinhead's body. <laughs> Good looking. Where's his eyes shut? So they've gone for the one with his eyes shut. Somewhere on our website, there is a, a photo of Richard, and we just decided to use the one where he had his eyes shut. And you'll notice the voice where he can't his pockets, suspiciously. Probably a skinhead in town. <laughs> what have you got there? Oh, well, Luke Brooks has emailed him, mm. and uh, he said he was just watching some old uh, Captain King episodes, and says, Tone looks dead sexy with a beard. <laughs> with a big beard. <laughs> Either way. Uh, something about nerds with glasses, yeah. the size of this beard. Just, sure. just a quick question, Ed. When you get older, are you going to complain about things that don't matter? I.e., is it too hot, or are there too many countries in the world today? Oh, right. Well, the answer to that, Luke, is yes. How many countries actually need to end in and they should all emerge. Who could even tell the difference between Pata and Uruguay anyway? And if Norway, Norway and Sweden are different places, they're just trying to fool us so they can enter more teams in a double luge at the Winter Olympics. That's true. And as we've learned, the countries of Nigeria and Ukraine do not exist. And a country called Chad, come on. No one's even trying anymore. Many of these are just made up for internet scams. Absolutely right. And uh, sticking with the topic of Richard Marsland, a lot of people say, where can they hear those gotcha call stylings with uh, Warwick Tapper? Mm. Um, go on the website. Yeah, front page of the website is the article. Just look for the big picture of Warwick Tapper. News. Picture through the mirror. Yeah. Front page of the website. There's your sizzle. You know what they say, though, Tony? Yeah. yeah. They're not mm. It's not enough product place. There's not enough uh, you know, selling of things. There's not enough uh, advertorial. So they say that. We say that all the time. But we often mention our sponsors. They are fine sponsors for Nissan Navarro. Oh, yeah. Huge pulling power and rugged good look. Yes, but then maybe that's not uh, what everyone's after. Okay. Hopefully, uh, now, here's Richard. <laughs> Why should I have all the fun? Why should Ed have all the fun? 
movie classics were the Friday format, so he has to present like you know meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> and one time they gave him, he had the poster behind him. He just got up and walked off. Really? Oh, wouldn't say a word about Caddyshack. Welcome to Australia. Mm. Uh, all right. Um, they get it on in the end. 
dancer in the moment that became. Well, I remember the, the episode where they had a flashback where perhaps they could have gotten along as 12 year olds. That's how I remember that one. But in the end, did they end up together? Of course they would have had Nikki. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who back into the curtains in the opening credits like 30 dancers. Probably close to 30 dancers. Oh, no! Did you just say, hold me close to 30 dancers? That's my song, isn't it? You're going to go to the music right now. And we're all going to have a shower here and get this. Green Day. Time of your life here at Get This on Triple M around the nation. Home of the Get This podcast. Oh, it's chockers. What are we up to, Tony? Oh, one, two, eight. Oh, yes. That's going up today. What's in there? OJ Simpson and it again, Britney Spike. Oh, the Crow versus the Pokey Machine. Wild, is it? Okay. What's the Oh, that's right. You were the brother. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is Mars Land. It's just yesterday's show. Talk about New Zealand search warrants. Oh, it's slightly libelous. Oh, it's a great one. It's a big one. That's going up. And listen to this. This is an email from Nick Rivers. Oh, hang on. Oh, that's the guy from Top Secret. Val Kilmer in Top Secret. Wonderful film. He says, I had to drive from Brisbane to Adelaide and back. That's 48 hours driving. Or 72 get this podcast. Oh, <laughs> man, it's a busy time. You'd never want to hear the show again. I just hate myself. <laughs> I think that is the record, though. Well done. That's presumably, I mean, you start out normal, you'd end up Bradley John Murdoch when you're on that drive. Going a bit Bradley John. Um, yes, we do like to uh, spend a lot of time on the podcast. Far too much time, some would say. No. Certainly, Matt Dow might say that. <laughs> but he loves spending far too much time on the podcast. He's not healthy, so he's always trying to go home. No. You know, see his wife. Did you see that the other day? Because now that we're in the new time slot, mm-hmm. Matt Dow doesn't even get a lunch break. Yeah. No. He snuck out for the 7 Eleven for one minute and an announcement we're around the station. Well, Matt Dow, please return to his studio now. That was me. That was me. What did you record, Richard? With a legendary bra. And he came He was so happy to see me. He almost had the sandwich to his mouth. Okay, okay, man, how are you? Look, just read the steam out of Richard with a lizard in here. He then put it down, put it down. Yeah, hands on the buttons. All right, where we go? It looks like Richard. That's how he acts in real life. When he's not on air. Yeah. All right, here's some more of that now's work. Delivering milk to the Temple of Doom. What are you talking about? 
run away from any giant balls that might be following me, giant rocks. Okay. Delock. Delock is always getting in the way. There you go. There's a lot of rats everywhere. We're talking about the real world. Suddenly we're going to get it on you. But anything is that you leave the gate exactly how you found it. Open or closed. Whatever it is, just leave it exactly how you found it. How is this a topic? Milkman's story? Sorry. Yeah, right. Milk delivery. No, no, what it is, we've got milk. My flatmate took a bunch of milk, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was against it from the start. Mm-hmm. And we built outdoor furniture out of it. Oh, sorry. Oh, what have you built out of milk crates? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see you the best milk crate scene in a movie. Yeah. Here's one for you. The Monty Python movie, and now for something completely different. Yes, yes. Shot on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Not even in a real studio, mostly just in an old warehouse. If you look at that sketch, the game show, Blackmail. Yes, yes. Okay, real obscure here. Michael Palin sitting at a desk playing Blackmail. The set behind him is milk crates. Really? It's just done the milk crates stacked on top of each other, and then they shone light through it and make it somehow look like a game show back there. That's all. Brilliant. Okay. But we made a, we've made a bench seat, uh, eight formal chairs, and uh, a formal dining table yeah. for outside. That's very good. We've got the table size and milk crates. Yeah. You know? I don't know that everyone builds stuff out of milk crates. I'm not sure that it's enough for a whole segment. What's our second topic? Well, this is the one I, I, I really like. Uh, it's, new, it's a new topic called How Do You Think Marlon Lives? I mean, uh, the, reason, the reason that we're doing this is because over the break, you know, we don't see each other that much out of the show. We've got Fox to watch. I've got a rigorous viewing schedule, as you know. I'm sure it's time for you, absolutely. Uh, and we all do. We've all got new hooded jumpers to try and get hold of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I get back. You two have had sleepovers every night. <laughs> when I'm, well, well, I'm not just wait for Cavalry to get out of here. Basically, what happened was Channel 9 phoned uh, Sopranos while the cricket's on. They go to three weeks. Yeah, and they had this time. And I couldn't wait, so uh, I knew that Mr. Marathons uh, knew someone who knew someone who you know, had some gear, mm-hmm. uh, had some Sopranos gear, mm-hmm. possibly off the internet, I don't know. Mm-hmm. For review and criticism purposes, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I popped around to Rich's place. <laughs> How would you describe it? Oh, okay. What we're going for. We just need a rudimentary skeleton, so it's a one, it's a, is it a one bedroom, better room? It's a one bedroom place, yeah, but there is a sunroom. Okay, I'll give that much away. Okay, there's a one bedroom with a sunroom. Now, I'm picturing it. If anyone's seen Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill's, Buffalo Bill's house, nothing but dresses, shoe Lazarus playing in the background, lots of pits, lots of lotion, lots of small buckets, lots of buckets, lots of small dogs. I did accidentally see the photos I've taken of you with a telescopic lens. Yeah, well, the door with the night vision goggles on. Okay, that's just crazy. Okay, for that, now what I see a rich place to look like. Okay, like Buffalo Bill. Right, so what we want the listeners to do is just ring up and just give us, well, if they think there's a feature item in, in the living room, uh, if, if they'd like to describe some of the layout, how do you think Mark Little is? And if you want to, if you've got nothing on that topic, what have you made with milk crates? Good stuff for Friday. Welcome to the bottom of the barrel. Here again, it's on Triple M. Call now, one triple three five three. Sounds very similar. It's flowers. It's flowers, see? Yeah. I've been on the phone, that's why I just trying to guess the song from the last 10 seconds. Just what I need. Is that what you think it sounds like? Yeah. Just what I need. I know that one. Okay, it was the flowers. We can get together. Here again, this on Triple M. Sorry, the phone's have exploded. Yeah. More likely, the same people calling up about that blackmail sketch. It's <laughs> very funny. We don't bother these things, you just want the cash. They're on the line. Anybody. Who's actually going to tell us how Richard Marvel lives his life? That's what we're doing. We're asking you to guess what it's like at Richard's place. And then, in case you don't want to do that, yeah. what have you done with your stolen milk crate? Who's on the line? Okay, how are you? 
Which uh, yeah, my son Conrad built a uh, computer in the milk crate. And he put all the circuit boards and stuff like that in a milk crate. Yeah, milk crate, that's correct. And what does he call that, Milk Crate 2000? No, no, it's actually, it's actually on a uh, website called um, BitTech, and the computer's called Dot Milk. <laughs> oh, very good. That's better than E-Crate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's very clever. A computer in a milk crate. Mm. And we got that in town. I don't know. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Excellent, mate. Uh, happy 20 having you back out. Ah, uh, milk crate. Okay. What are you, uh, what are you using it for? Uh, well, I was a sparky and uh, we had to relamp a, a walk-in fridge out of Franklin's. Oh, yeah. And uh, we cable tied two on top of each other, and then we cable tied them to our boots so oh. we could relamp the fridge. So we made some uh, stilts. Oh. 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 I tried to buy stilts. They're a lot of fun. You know what, Tim? I saw that exact look at the Fashion Week recently. So you're only going your time, my friend. Yeah. Good job, Tim. What are people clomping about in this season? Tim, just, uh, Tim, just quickly, what, can you have a think how you think Richard might live? I mean, what are you thinking? What's thought to conjure up when you hear his voice?
So then you put them on top of each other, so then you can see the Mardi Gras. Very true. However, I didn't have to do that this year because I won the Triple M. I was on the flight with Marty and Pigby. Oh, look at that. Marty Pigold is celebrating Mardi Gras this year, which is just a parade of people. I tell you what's true. It was like I would have had more fun with a cardboard box. It was that boring. Oh, my God. He was so hungover, he couldn't even talk. There you go. He's a bit hungover and just really boring. Well, maybe that's just his personality. According to Richard, he's up for a game of rugby at 11.30 at night. Yes. We've got him at the wrong time. I know he's got a game of rugby at 9.00. Fast forward to the front. There you go, guys. are great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We must get on to Marty Grow. I reckon that's a good idea. Yes, there you go. We love it. Uh, finally, Simon, how are you? Hi, boys. Excellent. Uh, are you talking crates? Yeah, we call crates. Uh, you know those crappy rabbit ears you have for uh, yeah. aerials? Yep. yep. We had a mobile one and we just kept stacking it and stacking it and stacking it until we got about eight levels high. I had fantastic TV reception on. I see what you do. Oh. And you put the, uh, the bunny ears on top of the okay. crate and stack them up so they're taller than the house. Absolutely. Simon. You're like that movie Contact. That's amazing. <laughs> that, is, that is brilliant, man. Well done. <laughs> okay, I think uh, we're learning a lot about what to do with a milk crate. Still, apart from the Red Dragon gear, not much on the Really accurate. Do we have time for one more? Uh, we don't. Well, we haven't. We haven't screened any of the others. So, I'm not supposed to say now what it was like at Richard's house. No, because we're going to do this again, and we're going to keep doing it until we get the kind of answers I'm looking for. <laughs> Well, in the next hour of this show, uh, yeah, you might think that we're nerds, that we know a lot about obscure TV shows. <laughs> you meet this bloke, the car. You can't take away their rhythm. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Audience can turn on you on Triple M. <laughs> Triple M, it's the second.
mentioned our this around the nation, myself, Tony Martin, and Kevin Sam, which are both pushing buttons in. Yes. <laughs> When did that come out? Well, that came out about three years ago. But I mean, I did talk about prison within that book. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, that, that's what's all led to all these DVDs. That's why I'm doing the DVDs now because they consider me a self-proclaimed expert. Okay, well, just before we get to prison and this amazing box set, what have you found in the book? Because uh, it's been studying it. Oh, I haven't. This is brilliant, Andrew. Thank you very much. TV shows, because I was raised by the television, and TV shows that I vaguely remember late at night when I was meant to be in bed. And I was looking up yeah, and when I was a kid, you know, uh, at the tail end of number 96, perhaps, perhaps it was repeats, etc., etc. And there's one here that you were talking about called the Unisexes. Yeah. And I don't remember that that bad boy. Well, this was Pippi that lived in a commune <laughs> and made jeans. And the, the title of the show was the Unisexes because they were unisex jeans. Oh, yeah. Okay. I get it. There, there was only one slight problem with it. The show was being made for a family audience. Oh, I said, what could Kippies actually do in a family show? Not very much, you see. <laughs> but then there's another thing that you go on to say that, that maybe they, that the network perhaps was worried about sort of too much Brady, too many Brady Bunch style programs. So they commissioned a pilot called The Way, The Two-Way Mirror. Oh, yeah. I've seen The Two-Way Mirror. Well, how would you describe The Two-Way Mirror? The Two-Way Mirror is probably the Stupidest concept for a TV show either. It's a great first five minute opening scene, but what happens next on Bugged If I Know? The two way mirror was a photographic studio, mm. and the mirror where the models would get changed into was two ways. So oh, the model would be taking her top off, yeah. and everyone would be watching on the other side. Mm. And it's like, okay, then, then what happened? I think that's a whole channel on Foxtel now, just that. So they made a pilot, yes. And so what, what were they going to do? So in the pilot itself, what happens after that first one? Admittedly amazing opening scene, which is like loading material. And I do also remember Cornelia Francis was in it. And there's a moment where she walks past the, the two-way mirror and suddenly realizes she's looking into a room where two people are making love and she does a great double take. Like, oh, Am I seeing this? Yeah, was it Madge from, Madge from Nate? She was in there, yeah. Okay. But how old was she when she was getting it? Well, this was back in the 70s, mid 70s. Okay. And the idea was the two-way mirror was going to be the raunchiest type of all time. So the third is two-way mirror. The nudity would just be going off the Richter scale. Okay. That was the plan. That's the, see, the thing is, 70s style nudity is the, it's the nudity of its own, really, isn't it? And yeah. It's not the buff sort of shiny oh, one no, no. today. It's the no. adventures of a plumber's mate. Yeah. So, <laughs> Alvin Purple carry on. We're having kind of 70s nudity. And no, not recently. I reckon five years ago, the Comedy Channel reran the TV series. Of Elvin Purple. Mm-hmm. Now, as I remember, after the movie, yeah, after the movie, yeah. that same cast. First episode is Graham Blundell, tackle out, completely nude, <laughs> yeah. running around in the lounge room with nude women. Yeah. Now, this is in a normal three-wall video. And that was the ABC. That was the ABC's contribution to seventies nudity. Yeah, imagine. Quoted a film, but imagine if that went out today. Like, if you had a sitcom. On commercial TV in America, say, mm. which just had nude women and men running about, no carefully positioned lamps or nothing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's all there. It's all like That's what it leads to. It's going to be on the front of the New York Times. Yeah. I mean, it was extraordinary era. But well, what, 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 what was the premise of the album Purple running around the, the lounge room with a hero? Irresistible women. Oh. 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 Oh.
Did I just talk they call it? It was the 70s. That's how I picture the 70s. And I wasn't born there. The way I picture it is you'd walk up, wouldn't even get hello up, and someone's clothes would be off. And you're in a field. Daisy chain, you know? Yeah, well, sure. I worked on the national broadcast. You know, there was one show that I don't think people's clothes ever fell off during. That was Prisoner. Oh, yeah. We've barely mentioned it. Sorry. Well, they did have to shower when they got inducted into the prison. They never saw anything. That's the difference. It wasn't, you don't think of the word erotic in cell block Together, let's get to a date, so get this. Biochemical raw bacteria. Get this around the nation on Triple M. Andrew McCardo was with us. He's a sort of gun for hire. The DVD companies, they go, we've got all these old TV shows. We don't know what they're about. We don't know what to do with them. Get Andrew McCardo in here. Shock has employed him to really shine up the prisoner series. Now, I noticed all the DVDs have the phrase prisoner cell block H on the front. This is to avoid confusion with the prisoner. Yeah, that's right. And also, well, as soon as prisoners started being exported overseas, they had to have the cell block H there to avoid the confusion. Yeah, right. Now, this is there's going to be no confusion when this. And you know what? Don't discount those overseas fans either, by the way. Prisoner. They're the obsessive ones. In actual fact, the UK fans, when they were bringing the volume to the mail now, actually sent a letter to Shock and said, I'm sorry, when Sigurd Thornton, Stoops, and Erika Davidson, there's 10 seconds of footage not there. Oh, it's really right. And so Shock actually went back and realised that, you know, the UK had censored some material. Oh, you know, they're not so big into the violence, so they actually found the original episode and reinserted that episode to the box there. Oh, because I think what for those fans that can notice when 10 seconds is in the Would there be one of those reels with just a series of shots of uh, women having their heads forced into the ironing press? Just yeah. over and over again? There's a bit of that, yeah. <laughs> now, Prisoner, uh, okay, how many episodes were there? Wow! Yeah. Okay, so a box set. How big is this thing going to be? It's basically going to be a giant attache case with a handle. So you want to go to the free Yeah. Whoa. So free. It's a fantastic book. I mean, the book itself requires two men to lift it. It's Deliveryman. Yes, it's a couple of Deliverymen. Good point. We're arranging our own tribute to Prisoner on this show. We're assembling the three actors who played Deliveryman 2. We know Greg Fleet, Terry Brittingham, and Nick Bafar. We're going to get them all in here. It's going to be the show business reunion. Oh, yeah. We're going to see who can deliver something the second best, the best. That's right. Fantastic. It's got to be delivered in a secondary manner. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so where do you start with this project? Obviously, all the episodes exist. Uh, were there any missing ones? Or? No, 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 they all existed. But they did have to, as, as they discovered, they were actually taking some masters from the UK where it's been censored. Right. But, yeah, of, of all the, uh, I guess, serials that Australia has made, Prisoner still to this day is being repeated somewhere in the world. Oh, so I just kept like watching, watching it, watching it, watching it. Yeah, it never ever really sort of disappeared. It's always playing somewhere. Where are we talking? Well, the UK, they've probably played that three times. Have you done a stage show of Prisoner in the UK? A stage show, they did a musical. But it's so good because then they did the musical. That's what only the Brits could do. Now, you've obviously watched a few of these episodes during uh, your research. Was there anything that uh, left out at you as uh, extraordinary for its time? Well, the, interestingly enough, I probably have not seen the last two years of Christmas. Oh, okay. Because in my opinion, it kind of goes off the rails. Just a bit. Really? Just a bit. Well, when I was uh, going through the synopsis for this book, I discovered to my great amusement 
but some of the crazy things that happen. And I guess what my favorite moment is, there's an episode I haven't seen and I'm going to search out, or be the one where the women decide to hold a telephone <laughs> inside the prison while the victims of the bushfire that burning outside the grounds of Wentworth and Greg Evans from Perfect Magic drops in. Well, it's like a prison yeah. and they're having a telephone. <laughs> they're raising money. They're raising money. Wow. Wow. Five and Greg's in the episode playing himself. Well, who else would he play? I'll donate 10 bucks if B will pull someone's head into the iron ground. <laughs> Okay, now something you did mention, this is great. I mean, this is, when is this going to be in the shops? The, the giant box set, the one everyone's excited about, September 20th. Fantastic. We're going to be giving away some of these DVDs that aren't in the shops yet. That's coming up on Get This. But just tell us briefly, what was the male version of Prisoner? Punishment. Punishment. Now, was Mel Gibson? Yes, certainly was. He was in Punishment. He was in the first episode, and believe it or not, the producers they had an option and Mel said, oh, actually, I prefer to go do something else. And I went, yeah, okay, Mel, off you go. So when it went to series, they had, they had Mel in the first episode, right. but they didn't have him for the last 25. And who'd they go with instead of Mel? Well, did they just write the character out? But they left his girlfriend in. Fantastic. Because that made a lot of sense, didn't it? Sorry, Mel Gibson's girlfriend. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll be doing a box then. Barry Crocker is the governor, too. Oh, he was Barry Crocker. Yeah, well, I'll sing a song if you don't obey me. All right, all right. I'll go into a cockney knees up if you're not careful. Barry Crocker. Uh, okay. We're getting down into the... Uh, into the depth, but you know, the listeners, you, when you think you've mentioned a show that's too obscure, the Get This listeners will go in three or four better. Let's get them on board and hear Get This. That's the cure here at Get This around the nation on Triple M. Yeah. Uh, Tony, Andrew Mercado and I, yeah, the expert Andrew Mercado, we're just talking off there, and I think he and I might be in an exclusive club. There may only be two of us in the world, because I just said to him, I watched the Avings, I'm not Avings, I watched Love by Neighbor Down Under on DVD the other day. Which he replied, me too. Oh, fantastic. It's a club of two. It's not growing. It's never going to grow. Well, if you want to hear uh, more about obscure old Australian TV shows, uh, head to the Get This website. What's the address there? www.com.au forward slash get this. And download the Mercado cast. Get this podcast 126. Uh, 128 will be going up today. And uh, I think it's of... Um, your older material might want to check out podcast. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of a lot 
through the whole song in Brompton, me and Andrew. Uh, what's going on with all together now? I've touched on Steve Jacobs, right? Yeah. Steve Jacobs, he's young kid in the hall. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you that we should find that. That'll be a challenge. That's one of the in-house productions, I think. Might be seen with the Bob Morrison tape somewhere. Yeah, anyway, for about two or three seasons, didn't it? Well, that's quite a long time, Gary. Three seasons of an Australian sitcom. That's, yes, some kind of record. We've been here before that. Thank you, Gary. G'day, Luke. How are you? Gentlemen, how are we doing? We are excellent. What needs to come in? Well, there's three television greats, clearly. There's uh, Graham Kennedy, Bert Newnelly, and Turpy. Absolutely. And there's two of his great shows that need to be on there. No whammy, no whammy, fresh your luck. Yes. And also Supermarket Sweep. I was actually filming uh, one of those uh, degeneration shows in the next studio to preach your life. And uh, here's what happened, Luke. We went in to watch him filming to see what sort of audience they were getting. There was no audience. It was all cardboard cutouts. Whoa! Of people. Secrets of television being unfolded. And I still had it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not out. I believe uh, Ian's Sippy uh, Spray ad being remade. <laughs> Important stuff. Who's next? Dan Michael. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, what needs to come out, mate? Oh, a couple of things. A Graham Bond show. Uh, pilot was only ever shown. I think it was called Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs>
Ricardo is sitting in for the whole hour. We're uh, talking old TV shows on DVD. Who's on the phone? Mr. Cavalier. Oh, is that Peter Rose song? charges of robbery with a deadly weapon, assault, assault and conspiracy to commit a crime. Do you understand? Yes. You do understand? Yes. To be present. We all win. To be present. One television self-help guru offered this explanation for Simpson's alleged behaviour. This was not a crime at all. Like I said, I can be with Ben Glenn and say this to you. If he shoots me, I didn't mean to do it. I'm joking. I should be here. This ain't funny. That should be great. That's for sure. But I'm just saying, if I told Fred to jump off the hour, told you, like, the land in front of the hour, to jump off the hour, we should jump. I don't want to jump off the hour, we should jump. If found guilty, Simpson faces up to 30 years in prison. Call her now. No, just call her now. 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 Sorry. We'll be back in court on Thursday when more different charges are expected to emerge. Call her now. And I just think, no, I'm saying, you can't. Okay. Thank you. 
No way. Right. Why didn't they do that with all of them? Why was there never the monsters, you know, in rehab? Eddie would have been in rehab, wouldn't Okay, that's a pretty good one. Um, what would you like to see there? Hot luck out on DC. We talked about this. Uh, and next week, I'll be reading out a very moving email from a contestant on Paul Lacka, the inside dirt. Now, the other one is, that, I think it's just been released, it's a triple press gang. Something I'll read a press gang. Is it out now? It's out, yeah. It's Jessica Fletcher and Julia Flahala. Thanks, Rich. I was talking earlier about It's Gary Shandling's show. Not the Larry Sanders show, the precursor to it from the 1980s. A great series, very innovative series. There was one episode I was watching where the show begins, the audience applause, there's a shot of the set, nothing happens for two minutes. Nothing. Complete silence. Locked off shot, the audience sort of shifting uneasily in their chairs. Then the theme tune runs in its entirety. Still nothing happens for another two minutes. The theme tune runs again. Nothing happens for another minute. We're like six and a half minutes into a show, literally nothing has happened. And then the cast wander on looking for Gary. They can't find him. They go out the back. He's falling down a well like baby Jesse. <laughs> they lower a camera down. And he does 10 minutes of the show on a single camera from the bottom of the well. 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> well, in prime time, growing pain. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got him on VHS, and we've been playing this great Channel 9 announcements from 20 years ago under the end credits. Check this out. Now for Robert Spring and Spencer for There's a whole show full of Easter goodies on Hey Hey It's Saturday this weekend with Gold Lurgy winner Daryl Summers introducing Joyce Works, Stephen Cummings, and Irish songstress Enya. Mr. Martin, what's not on DVD that certainly should be? Remember those little plasticine things that went for about five or six minutes on the AAC, the red and the blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just for a sort of generic uh, European language. I'd love to see some of that. Even with a Dutch uh, production. It's a Dutch, yeah. Dutch, Dutch or Danish. It's stop motion animation. Wow. It's great. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, also, on Australia, the front Richmond Hill. Is there any other? <laughs> Um, well, it's sort of before East Street. Not our place, this for that one. I'm a bit of a Amanda Muggleton fan. Okay, I'd really like to get your Pat McGregor man. I can do the one. Pat McGregor's coming in class of 75. Is that right? That's a done deal. Class of 35. The paperwork is not very nice. Last time you were here, you were talking about Arcane. Well, look, we're getting there. There's few music issues with it. Got to make Doug Parkinson agree to us replaying the theme song. Come on, get on board. This is the theme to our game. What was it like? Maybe you and I, we're all walking through and I'm getting into the market. It's got a lot more power than I do. Well, obviously, if you don't get permission, you can just get in a booth and dump it over every hour. You never see Doug. Oh, look, listeners, you've got to have a bite of this action, don't they? Any show at all from the history of television doesn't have to be Australian, but not yet on DVD. And Andrew will put on the Indiana Jones app. Let's see what he can do. One triple three five three. Donating sperm dozens, even hundreds of times. Around the nation on Triple M. Good afternoon, everybody. Andrew Mercado is sitting in with us. He's put together the Prisoner DVD box set coming in on shock. Oh, that's going to be worth waiting for. That's now been done. Hands mm-hmm. down on that one. What should he do next? What other shows are waiting to be dug up in Cavalier? Hey, Gary. Hey, how's it going, Ed? Good hey, Richard. Uh, Gary. Hey, Gary. Uh, now, what, uh, what needs to come out on DVD, mate? 
Hurricane all together now with John English and Gary Hill and that.